Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Oh, God. Are you encouraged? Woo. Woo. 
Lord have mercy. encouraged you because lord have mercy it has encouraged me on this morning listen 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 <laughs> listen okay we're going to go ahead and get started i need to go ahead and do what i gotta do you go ahead and do what you need to do because i need to finish this um, again, I did not have time to go get my um, phone from my office. Um, and so this is what I got to do. Amen. Um, I am excited. I'm excited. And I'm, I'm going to share this with you. Um I am definitely going to share this with you, and I am encouraged. I am encouraged, and I pray that you are encouraged as well, because weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And you have to ask yourself, do you want joy to come in the morning, or do you want to continue to stay in mourning? And I'm talking about M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Amen. Good morning, Pam. It's good, so good to see you on here. Share this to your pages. There's three on my live right now. Um, share this to your pages. Um, share this maybe with your friend. Invite someone to come in. Um, again, I want God to get the glory. We don't all share the same family and friends. That is my only, um, if I have a motive, that is my only motive that you are able to share this with someone on your page um, because we don't all share the same family and friends. I don't have any hidden motives. I don't have any hidden agendas. I'm simply bringing the word of God. Amen. Because somebody needs to be healed. Somebody needs to be helped. Somebody needs deliverance. Somebody needs to be set free. Somebody needs to be encouraged on this morning and know that God has not left you and know that God is not going to forsake you and know that God loves you right there where you are. God knows that you battle with your mind. God knows that you battle with depression. God knows that you battle with uh, uh, insecurities. God knows that you battle with uh, suicide. God knows all of these things about you in and out. That's why he has me doing this on these next um 15 days, I want to say, no, not 15. This is the eighth day. So then take eight from 21. So throw it out there. 
Amen. So, <laughs> so what is overtaking you? What is overtaking you? And because I am that spiritual one, because I do have the spirit of meekness. I do have the spirit of compassion. I do have the spirit of love. I do have the spirit of empathy. And I want you to be encouraged. I want you to make it. I want you to come through. I want whatever is overtaking you. I want you to come through. I want you to be an overcomer and not and not allow this to overtake you. I want you to overtake those things and be able to cast those things back to the pits of hell where they came from. Amen. Amen. My only my only motive is to glorify God. My only motive is to glorify God, give him the praise and give him the honor and take no credit. No credit. No credit. I want to continue to increase so that God will give um, um, I want to continue to decrease so that God can increase. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, because I, I, I sometimes I do. I have the spirit of discernment and I feel some people trying to pull on me and bring sabotage. There are some that's trying to help push me and there are some that's trying to help pull me away from where God has placed me to be. So in the midst of that, I, I thank God for the Holy Spirit that can remind me if I say something wrong, that can remind me to say that something that I need to say. And that's why I put on my page the other day. I literally said the other day, if my honesty frightens you, wait until what my truth does. Amen. Yes. If my honesty frightens you, Wait until you see what my truth does. I say that with no disrespect. I say that with no foul. I say that with no ill. I want to be able to help you, not hurt you. But in the midst of helping you, I must hurt you. Why? Because Proverbs 27 and 5 says, open rebuke is better than secret love. I would rather love the hell out of you than to continue to love you while you're in hell. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So even in this season, there are people that needs to be helped. Even in this season, the pandemic is causing people to commit suicide. Even in this pandemic, it's causing people to be depressed. Even in this, this pandemic, it's causing some people to be oppressed. Even in this pandemic, it's causing marriages to fall apart. Even in this pandemic, it's causing finances to be stripped away. Even in this pandemic, it's causing people, it's causing betrayal, it's causing hurt, it's causing physical pain. It's causing physical abuse. It's causing people to be more verbally abusive. It's causing people to be more emotionally uh, abusive. So even in this time, even in this moment, even in this season that we are in, if last season we was happy, so know that in this season you must be sad. Lord have mercy. God, I thank you. If last season you was embracing and in this season, God is saying it's time to let go. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. But you got to know that it's God. You got to seek God for yourself. You can't worry about what man is doing. You can't worry about what man is saying. You can't worry about who's coming against you. You can't worry about who is sabotaging you. You can't worry about who is trying to destroy your character or your integrity. You can't worry about that. You got to keep your eyes on Jesus because Satan is trying to deter your focus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Satan is trying to come and kill your vision. 
He's trying to steal your character and your integrity. And he's trying to destroy everything, everybody, and every place that is connected to you. And if we are not careful, and if we are not focused, if we are not praying, if we are not fasting, if we are not repenting, if we are not asking for forgiveness, if we are not going to our brother or our sister who we think that may have an out against us, if we are not going to them, then Satan will keep that malice in your heart. Satan will keep that hatred in your heart. Satan will keep that strife and contention in your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes we got to get in a spirit of studying to be quiet. Just hush. Don't even say a word. No matter what's been brought to you. No matter what's been spoken. Because at the end of the day, you don't know what's truth and you don't know what's false. But Jesus does. And if people are in this season trying to bring discord and trying to bring division, and if you're not focused because you're in a vulnerable state, because you got your focus on something else that is not of God, then you will be overtaken. You will be overtaken and you will not see the positive and you will continue to see the negative. So you got to allow this. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture tells us that our, our spirit is indeed willing, but our flesh is weak. And we can't allow and we cannot allow our flesh to overtake our spirit. We must allow our spirit to overtake our flesh. We got to be able to stay in, stay in the word of God, stay before God. Stay humble before God. Watch and pray. Jesus told them, can you not watch with me one hour? So even if you just give one hour to Jesus a day, one hour, giving it to him uh, in devotion, in praying, fasting, encouraging. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, because I, I know even those who don't actually come in, where you are, but they're watching where you're at. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. Even though they don't come in to where you are, but they're watching where you're at. Somebody is always watching you. They may not knock on the door and come in. They may stand on the outside and watch from a distance. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, y'all don't hear me. Who God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. So we're going on in Jesus' name. For those of you who may watch this for the first time, I am Elder Serena Holloway. I pastor alongside my husband, Bishop Christopher Holloway Sr., right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Our, our, our ministry is Divine Worship Christian Center, 3702 Knox Lane, amen. We have our Sunday morning services at 11 a.m., we have our Bible study services on 7 p.m. on Thursdays. Amen. And our, 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 our slogan, our message that we've had since 2007, we are the house where the healing begins. We are a deliverance ministry. We are a healing ministry. 
We don't judge anybody. Our family plus your family equals God's family. We put God first. We stand for righteousness. We stand for holiness. We stand for God, the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We stand. We take a stand for God, and God takes a stand for us. And we have learned how to move accordingly, not accordingly to man, but accordingly to God, because it's God who holds us. It's God who teaches us and moves for us and we move in him. Amen. Amen. So if you ever need to go to a place where the house begins with healing, Divine Worship Christian Center is a place for you. Amen. So we are going to finish up um, the five lessons that we must learn from the refining and the purging process we've done he cares we've done he cleanses we've done he comforts we have done he controls no that's where we are now i believe so no we done he controls and this last one is he knows so is that five mm -hmm. one two three, four, and today is the last one. He knows. He knows, and I'll give a recap at the end of this one, but he knows. For those of you that don't know what I'm doing, I always read comfort for troubled Christians. Can y'all see that? Comfort for troubled Christians written by J.C. Brumfield. When I begin to start this um, 21 days fasting and praying for deliverance from Galatians chapter 6, what is overtaking you so because um it came it derived from second chronicles chapter 20 the 17th verse let me get there because every now and then i'll say this and sometimes i won't but um i want to try to keep it before you so that you will understand that right now these next few the next few um this ends on june 22nd so between now and then you need to understand that um Y'all are my congregation, and I thank you for tuning in. This is my congregation. This is what the Lord spoke to me on last um, on last Sunday when He told when Jehoshaphat um, began to get fearful about the people coming to overtake him, and he went and called upon Judah, and he called upon a fast and a prayer, and he went before God. He, it, the Scripture says he seek, he went to seek the Lord, and the Lord began to speak to him after he had prayed. And the Lord said to Jehoshaphat in verse 17, he said, you shall not fight. He said, you shall not need to fight this in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord will be with you. For the Lord will be with you. And you have to understand that, that we're in this thing together. We're helpers one to another. So it is my responsibility. It is my duty. It is my job because I am a servant. I am that willing vessel that God has chosen to use for such a time as this. Amen. And so I must give you the word of God. I must encourage you. Why? Because I say that I am spiritual and I have the spirit of meekness. And so therefore I must teach you and show you all good things continue uh, concerning the word of God. I must continue to communicate the good things, to teach you the good things of the word of God. 
And so therefore, y'all are my congregation. But before we get started, I always read this so that it helps you. So the last fifth thing, the last fifth thing that um, we need to know, go back. The last five lessons that we should that we need to learn about the refining and the purging process. Um, the first one was he cares. The second one was he cleanses. The third one was he, com he comforts. The fourth one was he controls. And our last one is he knows. Those were the five things concerning refining and purging. And it says, and you can go back and read Malachi 3. And so Malachi 3 and 3 says this, and he shall sit as a refiner and, and purifier of silver and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. You must be able to understand that you must offer whatever you're offering God, it must be in righteousness. Amen. And so it says in Malachi 3, 3, and he shall sit as a refiner and a purifier of silver. You see, he knows when the work is done. Here we have the key to the entire finishing process. Sometimes we might think the fire, sometimes we might think the fire too long that instead of purifying, it will destroy. You say, how does the refiner know when the fire has done its perfect work? Lord have mercy. How do you know? Um, and, and again, good morning to everyone that's on here on this morning. Um, and he, the question is, how does the refiner know when the fire has done its perfect work? An old refiner was asked that question by a visitor and the refiner at the refiner answered, see how I sit by the fire. The stranger answered, yes. Then the refiner said, see how I bend over the pot. And again, the stranger said, yes. But how do you know when there has been just the right amount of heat? And the old refiner looked up and said, when I see my own reflection. Lord have mercy when I see my own reflection. God's purpose and creation is revealed in Genesis 1:26. Let us make man in our image. But the image was terribly defaced and marred by sin. So God redeemed us by the precious blood of Christ. It is only in one in whom the spirit of God dwells that the image and likeness of God may be reflected. This is God's great and eternal purpose for his children to be conformed to the image of his son in Romans 8 and 29. And as we have borne the image of the earthly, we shall also beat the image, the heavenly. First Corinthians 15 and 49. God's will is that every Christian might be conformed to the image of his son. This is a process in the life and every believer. But we all, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18. Chastening is God's means to this end. The Christ-like life cannot be produced apart from suffering. If you want to bear his image, never shrink from the refiner's fire. I fear that we often want results without paying the price. Lord have mercy. We all want results. <laughs> we all want results without paying the price. Paul knew the price. He said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made comfortable unto his death. 
Philippians 3 and 10. Are you sick and discouraged, weak and weary, facing trials and troubles that seem more than you can bear? Then remember these five glorious facts. He cares. You are precious to him as silver and gold. He cleanses. The fire purifies and purges them. He controls. Yes, the fire is under control. He shall sit as a refiner. He comforts. He's with you in the fire and he shall sit by the fire. He knows. Be assured. He knows when the work is done. He looks for his image. Climb upon the pinnacle of faith with Job and cry. When he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Job 23 and 10. And on tomorrow, we will, we will read the cure for worry. Lord have mercy. And I thank God for this book because it speaks so much value to the to Galatians and where we are. Because we have to be able to understand right here. In the process of refining metals, the raw metal is heated with fire until it melts. The impurities separated from the impurity separates from it and rise to the surface. They are then skimmered off, leaving the pure metal. Without this heating and melting, there could be no purifying. As the impurities are skimmed off the top, the reflection of the worker appears in the smooth, pure surface. As we are purified by God, his reflection in our lives will become more and more clear to those around us. God says that leaders here, the Levites, should be especially open to his purification process in their lives. But we can't do that if we don't have the spirit of meekness. We can't do that if we don't have the spirit of love. We can't do that if we don't have the spirit of God. We can't do that if we don't have the Holy Ghost. We can't do that if we don't have the right spirit. We can't do that if we don't have the clean heart. We can't do that if we don't have the right mindset. We can't do that if we don't have the right attitude. We can't do that if we are in sin. We can't do that if we're bringing discord. We can't do that if we are bringing division. We can't do that if we make it about us and not about God. We can't do that if we are walking in unrighteousness. We can't do that if we are disobedient. We can't do that if we're walking in our flesh. We can't do that. We can't be purified if we're not purifying. Thank you, Holy Spirit. James, let me read James 4 to you. Let me read James 4 to you. James 4, James chapter 4, and I'm going to read at the seventh verse. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. You must humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. If you can't humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, then how can you teach somebody to be humble? How can you teach somebody how to purify? Listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
Psalms 51. I need to read that. I need you to understand there's a there's a particular scripture in there that you have to understand that we are trying to lead people to the rock. But listen to what David said in Psalms 51, verse 13. Well, let me go back up to 12. David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with the free spirit. Then, David said, then I will teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You have to understand that if we're not purified, if we're not humble, if we don't have the right spirit, if we don't have a clean heart, then how can we teach transgressors salvation? How can we lead them to the rock? How can we teach them how to carry their cross? How can we teach them how to uh, uh, handle their burden that they got to handle for themselves while we're trying to help them with their burden as well by bringing them out of that that depression state by bringing them out of that hopelessness state by bringing them out and see and taking them and leading them to Jesus Christ. How can we as Christians help restore our brothers and sisters in the spirit of meekness so that we won't be tempted if we're gossiping about them, if we're backbiting against them, if we are throwing them under the bus, if we are hurting them, but not helping them. Because if I'm, if I'm hurting you, oh, I'm helping you. Because the word is a two-edged sword. The word comes to cut you. The word comes to recreate you. The word comes to take off that dead skin so that new skin can grow. Lord have mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's just like when you take and peel your skin off of your finger. Your oh my god, your fingerprints is your identity. Mm, good God Almighty, your fingerprints is how the world identifies you, how the legal system identifies you. So even when you peel the skin off, that skin grows back. My God, hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. But when God, the refiner, pur purges you and purifies you and removing all the dead skin off of you, removing the dead sin off of you. He is recreating you. The old is cast away and now you are a new creature. The reason why that we are still in some places that we are in because we won't allow our God, the refiner, to purge us, to redefine us. Oh my God. We won't stay in the heat and let those sins begin to melt off of us. The, 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 the stranger asked the refiner, how do you know when it's done? How do you know when it's completed? And the, the refiner says, when I can see my reflection. Oh, God. Hallelujah. When I can see my reflection, when I can see a new change, when I can see a new attitude, when I can see a new character, when I can see a new walk, when I can see a new talk, when I can see everything about me is new because it's not about you. It's about me and my relationship with the Lord. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We can't worry about numbers. We must worry about souls. We can't worry about the gifts. We must worry about the souls. Because we're kingdom building. 
we're teaching. We're teaching transgressions, the Lord's salvation. David said, I can't teach them your ways in this place. If my heart is not recreated, if I don't have the right spirit, I can't teach them what you need me to teach them. If I'm in this bad place, y'all don't hear me. My God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Our tongue has to change. Our walk has to change. Our attitudes has to change. People are watching us. So if we know that people are watching us, then we must watch ourselves. And how do you watch yourself? By looking in the mirror and looking at you and not looking at what everybody else got going on. Move. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I just heard in my spirit. We got to learn how to move accordingly. <laughs> oh, God. We got to learn how to move accordingly. So it's not about, it's not moving quick enough. It's not happening quick enough. It takes time to bring perfection. Lord have mercy. You got to be able to have your own testimony. So it doesn't matter how many times you fall back. What matters is how many times you want to get up. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It don't matter how many times you fall back. What matters is you keep getting up. It don't matter how many people come against you. What matters is you keep facing God. Ooh, God, I thank you. You keep giving it to him. It doesn't matter how many times you fail the test. Keep taking it. That's what, what that that's what that RE means. So redo, retake. Doing it over. It don't matter how many times you go to the altar. You keep going until you begin to see your change. You keep going until God begins to change you. You keep going until you can no longer worry about what's behind you, but you're focusing on what's in front of you. Lord have mercy. I had to realize that if nobody pushes me, I must push myself. I had to realize if nobody encouraged me, I had to encourage myself. I had to realize if nobody supported me, I had to support myself. I had to realize that I can do nothing without God. I had to realize that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me continually. I had to realize <laughs> and until you realize, you won't recognize. Oh, God. Lord have mercy. Until. Until you realize, then you won't recognize. Lord have mercy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Good morning, everyone that has just come on. You have to realize the place that you were in. You have to realize where you are within yourself. So therefore, thank you, Holy Spirit. So therefore, when, 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 how, how do I realize that you have somebody? Because you're, you, you got to pray. You got to pray. You got to fast. You got to seek the Lord with your whole heart. Bless you. Bless you, Brittany. Listen, you have to be able to realize who you are. When you recognize who you are within yourself, then you will, you will, thank you, Holy Spirit, until you recognize 
who you are within yourself, then you'll realize that God is recreating you. God is remolding you. God is reshaping you. We don't even understand that it's some of the people that we're around that keep us in these bad places. We don't even realize sometimes that the people that we are that we hang around, that they're not good for you. If they're not building you to be better, they're not good for you. If they're not teaching you what is right and what you shouldn't do, they're not good for you. I talked about this on yesterday about connections. If, if I take a fork, good God Almighty, if I take a fork and I stick it into the socket, I'm gonna, I'm either gonna surge real bad with electricity, it's gonna knock me out, or that thing is going to kill me. But if I have somebody to teach me, a fork doesn't go into a socket. If I got somebody to teach me, that metal does not go into the socket. I gotta have somebody to teach me that water and electricity don't mix oil and water don't mix so if god has sent me here to teach you to show you what you need according to the word of god i have to do it in the spirit of meekness <laughs> i have to have the love of god and i have to tell you you got to come out of your sin here's the thing once you come out of sin it's going to be so hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be devastating. It's going to be unbearable. But know that because it's unbearable, it's doable. People are going to tell you, oh, now you act the funny. Oh, you can't hang out with us anymore. And then you can't worry about what people say. That's how they draw you in. That's how they keep you there. That's how the Satan wins. That's how the Satan, Satan manipulates, manipulates your mind and speaks lies and deception. He didn't lie to Eve, but he deceived her. He manipulated her. He made her think that's not what God was saying. The devil is a lie. If the words say no, it's no. If the words say yes, then yes. God's word does not come back void. God's word is not to be mocked. God's word is not to be played with. And we got to stop manipulating the word. Oh, well, he said we can do this over here in the Old Testament. But now he said that we can't do this over in the New Testament. So what do you do? So I'm just going to keep on doing it. No. You have to ask God to give you wisdom, to give you knowledge, and to give you an understanding of what the word is saying. It may be right for you and wrong for them. It may be wrong for you and right for them. You got to build your own relationship with the Lord. So that you can hear from God. So that you can hear from God. Listen, let me say this. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Let me say this. I got an inbox yesterday from someone. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I got an inbox. Uh, give me five minutes. I got an inbox from um, someone on yesterday in my inbox. And I have been receiving inboxes. You know, some people just saying, you know, I thank you for the wire, you know, continue to push towards God. You're doing great. I'm loving it. I'm learning it, you know, and, but this, the reason why I'm talking about this inbox is because it was so profound. It brought so much truth. It brought so much honesty. It brought so much healing. It brought so much deliverance, not so much for me, but for them. 
but also from a place that other people put them in concerning me. <laughs> yes. Concerning me. Yes. Concerning me. And so and just one little line, and I got permission to talk about this because I want some of you to understand that there will be people that will sway you away from truth. There will be people that will sway you away from where God wants you to be. There will be people that will talk bad about the people that you are connected to because of their own personal reasons or because of what they went through or because of what they experienced without knowing the whole story, without knowing the whole truth. And sometimes you don't need, and sometimes, thank you, Holy Spirit, sometimes you don't have to know the whole story. Sometimes you don't have to know the whole truth. If you got a relationship with the Lord, it won't allow you to be in a place that you shouldn't be in. It won't allow you to base your relationships off of rumors or gossip. It won't allow you to base your relationships with people based off of somebody else's past. Now, mind you, and I say this with no disrespect, but I actually heard someone say to somebody in front of me, don't listen to her. <laughs> and I'm like, why would you tell them not to listen to me? But here's the thing. I'm bad with directions. If you ask me for directions to get you somewhere, then yeah, I'm I'm not, I'm just not going to, I, I'll, I'll lead you and I just, you know, just don't ask me. I, listen, I live by GPS, God's protective services. <laughs> I live by GPS. Naturally, worldly, I live by GPS. If I don't know where it's going to my GPS, but I thank God for God's protective services. So that that I don't know where that came from. It came from the Holy Ghost. GPS. I listen, I live. I want you to live by GPS, God's protective services, because God will protect you. God will not only protect you, but he will fight for you because he has redeemed you and he has forgiven you. But there are just some people that hasn't forgiven you. There are just some people that are stuck in their place because of you. There are just some people that won't be for you. And when this individual said, I didn't want to, did somebody ask, um, why are you a part of divine worship? And so um, I was, so there was like, um, they're not that she's telling all she tells people's business if if i can remember god protect the services that's right lene and so and the, the individual said well i saw for myself that's not who you are and i'm paraphrasing that's not who i see you i thank god for your words of encouragement. I thank God that you're doing this. I thank God that I'm now able to build my own confidence and to bring honesty to where I'm at because it's been helping me. So I wanna thank you for giving me what I need. I wanna thank you for helping me and pushing me. And that's the thing. So this individual did not did not was not swayed because of what people have stated. This individual did not sway away. She actually stood back and watched from a distance. And then God allowed her for that door to be open, to be honest with me. And, and, and I can only imagine that this individual might have felt how I would have responded. No, here's the reason why. Because I have recognized, no, I have realized and I have recognized that there are going to be some people that are just not going to be for you. So I want to say five years ago, 
I was in that place. 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19, yes. Five years ago, I was in that place, literally. And I had to recreate my whole Facebook page because I did, I went in. I went on, on in on the leaders. I went on those who said that they loved me. I went, I, I just went off. He was like, well, I'm praying for you. And I said, don't pray for me. <laughs> I Don't, don't. Because I'm, I was so over fake people. I was just over it. When you telling me on my face, you love me, but then you talking about me behind my back. And I had just got to that place where I was just done with it. And I went ham, as the world says. I went ballistic. And I, God literally, conviction hit so hard, I had to shut that page down. <laughs> and here's the thing. Even when, even when I thought about this recreating a new page, the Lord spoke to me and said, well, while you're creating this new page, you can't request anybody to be a Facebook friend. And I was like, what? I can't request somebody to be a Facebook friend? I was like, well, what's, what's the purpose? And so the Lord said, feed those who want to be fed. And I was like, I don't understand. He said, feed those who want to be fed. The Lord did this analogy this way to me. He said, you have some dogs that if you put the bowl of food down, they'll, they'll come and get it. There are some dogs that you have the food in your hand and they'll wait for you to walk away before they come get it. He said, and there are some dogs that will growl and hide and won't even come get it. God said, that's fine. He said, but feed those who want to be fed. And when the others get hungry enough, they'll come and eat. Lord have mercy. He told me, so you cannot request anybody on your Facebook page. I, and I had been off Facebook for six months. For six months, I was off of Facebook. Now, check this out. So when the Lord released me through a, 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 a powerful woman of God, that I was, had been praying and praying and praying. And six months was going. It was almost six months that I hadn't been on Facebook. I hadn't been on social media. And I was like, oh, my God, I want to be back on, on Facebook. I had to stay in my season. I had to stay in my punishment. That was my that was my punishment from the Lord because I sh because the position that I'm in, I, people were watching me and they were seeing me. Amen. So I'm 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 going I'm about to be done. I'm sorry. I know I said five minutes. Please forgive me, but I'm gonna try, I'm trying to wrap this up. But as I always say, I don't know how to go through through the bush. I, I always gotta go around the bush. Some people can just go through and hit it and miss it and keep going. Well, you know I can't. But anyway, moving forward. This is who I am. <laughs> so anyway, so I was finally released to start a Facebook page and I did what the Lord said. I couldn't request anybody. I created it. Well, there were people that was requesting me to be a Facebook friend that wasn't up in the beginning. It wasn't a part of my ministry. Uh, wasn't a part of divine worship. Um, wasn't um, anybody that was connected to me in the first month. Now, there was ones that, 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 that now there was a listen five. I'm going to just be honest. There was five five outside of my husband there was only five outside of my husband outside of my children there was five that would genuinely request me to be a facebook friend and i was able to do that god said i could not send out requests they had to request me and so for also so for about after i came back on and i was on maybe two months and i was like well dang god i said the people that i know it's not even requesting me to be a Facebook friend. I was like, everybody that requests me is my children's friends or people who are out of town or people that I don't even know. And because he literally said, and when people send you requests, I need you to accept them. And I was like, 
Okay, God, but you know my page is private. So, you know, I don't like or, or won't serve people on my page. The Lord said, those who are going to request you, you are to accept them and you are not to send out any requests. So about three months it went by and the people that are going on there, now I said, okay, God, I, I don't even understand. He said, he said, listen. He said, don't look, listen. And I was like, don't look, but listen. I had to get into the spirit of God. I had to pray. God said, help those who want to be helped. Pray for those who feel they don't need no help. And I was like, okay. And it all made sense because there are going to be just some people that are saying that they love you, but they really don't. There are just some people that are saying that they support you, but they really don't. And it's not because they don't like you. They don't like the anointing that is on you. They don't like the Holy Ghost that is on you. They don't like the, 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 the truthfulness that is on you. They don't like they don't like it. They don't like it. They don't understand it. And so they would rather just stay from it. And God had to show me and teach me that you gravitate to those who want to be gravitated to. You help those who want to be helped. People who know what you have, I'm going to send them to you because you have what they need. So it's not about the crowd. It's not about the multitude. It's about souls who are needing something from God and that they know they're going to receive it. People that don't know your past, that don't know what you've done, that not that doesn't know where you've been, that won't use their they won't use their emotions. They won't use what's been said to lead them away from you. They'll see you. They'll see who you are now and don't worry about who, who you were then. Y'all don't hear me. That's why I share my testimonies, not to hurt people or to bring division. I share my testimony is because of where I've been and what I've gone through. And I know how to be, I know how it feels to be rejected. I know how it feels to be betrayed. I know how it feels to be hurt by the people that said that they love you. I know how that feels. So when God gives me a message or he sends me a vision or he speaks to me in my dreams, I'm able to go to the word of God and then give you or give those what is needed to help push you to your greater so that you don't worry about who's behind you. You don't worry about what's behind you. You don't worry about who's coming against you. You don't worry about who's walking away from you. You don't worry about who's putting their mouths on you. You don't worry about who's trying to destroy your character and your integrity. You don't worry about the people that leaves your ministry. You worry about those that you are leading to the rock so you can no longer focus on what has hurt you you now focus on those that are being hurt so you can show them how to get to their healing place their delivering place lord have mercy through galatians chapter six because we all have had something we've all have had someone or we all have had some place to overtake us because of our mentality our mentality because of our emotions because of our feelings the things that we've gone through in life and you need somebody 
to encourage you and push you to your greater, to let you know what you're in, you're wrong. What you're saying is wrong, but doing it in a spirit of meekness. But sometimes you got to snatch those up and say, listen, come out of there, devil, and be free. Lord have mercy. So know this. We cannot worry about those who use the subliminal messages on Facebook, especially from some leaders, because of gossip that they've been told, because of rumors that they have heard, or because they don't understand how God uses another person because they're not using them as God would use them. We're all made different. We, we are all made different. But just because we have all been made different doesn't make how God uses us wrong. So if you can't help, then don't hinder either <laughs> at the end of the day. Amen. So I begin to thank God for this individual. And I begin to pray for this individual that was so honest about seeing a post that encouraged her to then come to me and say, I saw this and I thought about you and it showed me in the and it showed me the place where I'm at and why I didn't come fully to the place where you were because of what somebody else had stated. Because of what somebody else had asked. Because so many times, if somebody comes to say, I heard you said this and the other, don't be afraid to reach out. If you can't do it verbally, send an email, send a text. Now, mind you, I don't agree with text messages and emails or inboxes because we tend to read into them wrong. Oh, hold on. Sorry, my caregiver had a letter in. Okay, because I, 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 I don't know. This is, this is shifting. But listen, you have to be able to understand that there's nothing wrong with asking questions. There's nothing wrong. The Bible says if you think that your brethren or your sister has an ought with you, go to them. Make it right. Have a conversation. There's another scripture that says if you're at the altar and you're praying and you think that there is, there's, there's an issue. Leave your gift at the altar. Go find that individual and make it right. Then come back and pick up your gifts. And that's what people are doing. People are prophesying. People are teaching. People are preaching. People are encouraging. And you got malice and hatred and strife, contention, envy, jealousy in your hearts. Knowing that these people that you have these issues with <laughs> needs help and deliverance but because you're doing this you're not you're not doing what the word says if you're moving on it's same as me that's why i had to be delivered from facebook five years ago for six months because i had all this stuff in my heart and i thought that i could just preach over it <laughs> i thought i could just teach over it i thought i could just dance over it you can't because that's all you're doing going over it you're sweeping it up under the rug and that pile is getting higher and higher and higher and higher and higher 
and higher. And when it starts, when that power gets up here, then it starts coming out of your emotions. It starts coming out of your flesh. It starts coming out of your spirit. While you're preaching, while you're teaching, while you're encouraging. Why? And I said it earlier, because out of the heart, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And we are going over the airways. We are going through social media and we're speaking all of these things. But we got these hidden agendas for these leaders, for some leaders in your heart. Because of what you've heard, because of what was stated, because of what was said. Listen, I listen, thank you, Holy Spirit. Let me say this. I'm no longer in that place. Do I speak on it? I do. Not because I'm not delivered. I speak on it because I am delivered and I'm trying to help somebody else to be delivered in that same place. If you find your brethren overtaken in a fault, you which are spiritual are to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest I also be tempted. Because you may also find yourself in that place. Because let me tell you something. If, if, if a preacher came against me, then know that another preacher is going to come against you. If a preacher has lied on me, then just know another preacher is going to come and lie on you. If a preacher has betrayed me, then just know another preacher is going to betray you. If I was spit on, you're going to be spit on. If I was hated on, you're going to be hated on. How do we all know that? Because Jesus said it was done to him first. So of course they're going to come to you and do the same thing. That's why he says, you can't be so high-minded and think that these things is not going to happen to you when they're going to happen to you. They're going to happen to you. Now, don't speak that into my life. I don't have to speak it into your life. The word said it. The word said that we we're going to be offended. The word said that offense is going to come, but it's how we handle it. That's why the word said if somebody smacks you on one side of the face, go ahead and offer the other because they're going to smack you anyway. Whether you're looking for it or whether you're not looking for it, you're going to be smacked. At the end of the day, you're going to be smacked. You're going to be spit on. You're going to go through in the house of God. But as leaders, we have to recognize and then realize if we're not giving what needs to be given, then how can you help? How can you heal? How can you deliver when you're not teaching it and you're not giving it? We are helpers one to another. I'm done. We are helpers one to another. So I listen. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Do y'all realize why there are some preachers that are able to speak against other preachers? It's because they've done it. <laughs> they've done it. They're in it. And they'll never admit it. <laughs> They're in it. They've done it. And they'll never admit it. Sorry, but they won't. The only preachers true men and women of god that will let you know what they were in where they've been and what they've done is in their testimony to bring healing and deliverance they are transparent pastors there are transparent preachers there are transparent teachers transparent only means that you're just giving example or using yourself as an analogy to let you know what you're going through that's why you said our testimony is a light to the world. So our light shall always shine before men. 
but we should never be in a place that we're high-minded that we can't come down just for a moment to let somebody know, honey, I've been, I've been in that place. Honey, I've been there. That's why you have some people that won't follow you. That's why you have some preachers, some pastors, some apostles, some bishops that won't follow you because they think you think like them. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me. Oh my God. That's it's the, it's the truth. It is the truth. And and when somebody said to me yesterday that um God is going to start showing me the faces without seeing, I'll be able to hear it. And I said, how can you hear a face? How can you hear a face? All you have to do is listen. <laughs> All you have to do is listen. And God will show you what you're hearing. <laughs> God, don't hear me. God will show you what you're hearing. All you have to do is hush and listen. And God will show you. Because at the end of the day, it's God. And he wants you to be able to continue to give what needs to be given. We got to use positive over negative. So, yes, positive versus negative. Why? Because it's what is overtaking us. So sometimes it's not that it's just sin that's overtaking you. We can be overwhelmed just by life itself. We can be overwhelmed by our spouses. We can be overwhelmed by our children. We can be overwhelmed by finances. We can be overwhelmed just by life itself. Life can overtake you and cause you to go right into negativity instead of positive. We have no clue that we have to put on the mind of Christ. We have no clue that we can't put old in new. It's got to be a separation. When the scripture tells us that we are not to be unequally yoked, it tells us what does right have to do with wrong? What does light have to do with darkness? What does good have to do with evil? Positive versus negative. So if God is placing the, the, the people that are spiritual, that's going to, that he knows that's going to have the heart for him and the heart for your soul, then we're not worried about your gifts. We're not worried about what your, your, your activities and what you got going on. We're worried about your soul. We want to restore you back to God. When a backslider is married to God, God wants you remarried. He wants you recreated. He needs you restored, not for me, not for them, but for God's glory. So God wants you restored for his glory so that your story <laughs> will be a testament as a light and people can't use it to mock you because what God has for you, it is for you. And where God is trying to take some of you you have to put your focus on God. So when the stranger asks the refiner, how do you know when it's completed? How do you know when it's done? And the refiner said, I see my reflection. So does God see your reflection or does God see the reflection of somebody else in your eyes? 
Lord have mercy. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Those of you who just tuned in, go back and watch the replay. It's going to bless you. This, I, this, listen, I, I might have to look, Lord is moving and I kind of figured that, but I, I need to stay within these 30 minutes. I need to stay within these 30, 45 minutes. I need it. Lord, I, I need, Lord, I'm saying that's what I need. Lord. <laughs> so, but God is showing me how to move accordingly because apparently somebody needs this. So even if one is being healed, God is getting the glory. Even if one is receiving salvation from it, God is getting the glory. So even if one, one man plants, another man waters, but God gives the increase. We should never take the increase from God. We should never take credit from God. Everything in our life is created by God. The good, the bad, and the ugly is created by God. And if you build your relationship with the Lord, he will show you how to move accordingly. You can't lose focus in this season. Check, listen, we're only in this year six months. We done went through COVID. Now we're going through racism. And I do not want to ask what's next. But no matter what comes next, no matter what comes after this, no matter what happens, we must stay focused on God. We must stay humble before the Lord. We must continue to fast. We must continue to pray. We must continue to repent and ask for forgiveness. You got the jailer asked, what must I do to be saved? And not just the jailer was saved, but his whole household. Everybody that was in that house was saved. And I just told you what David said. Lord, I got to have this. I got to be created a clean heart. I have to have the right spirit in order for me to teach transgressors your salvation. In order to let, let me let me let me go back to that because you you need to hear it. See, we so focused on creating creating me a clean heart and renew the right spirit. But these this is the reason why David David wants you to know why you must have a clean heart. David wants you to know why you need a right spirit. He said because he said it in in fifteen. I mean, sorry, in fourteen. 13 and Psalm 51 13. Well, let me go back up 12 and 13. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. He said, Then will I teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted unto you. We're trying to, as Christians, and we're back in Galatians chapter 6, as Christians, when we find our brethren overtaken in a fault, we, because we are spiritual, or to restore someone back to this, uh, uh, restore them in the spirit of meekness, lest we also may find ourselves tempted. So David is telling us, in order for us to do that, we, in order for us to do that, we have to be cleansed and purified and purged ourselves, so that we can teach the transgressors God's salvation. And then he said it, and then the sinners shall be converted to the Lord, not to us. Y'all don't belong to us. Y'all belong to God. Y'all right now, this social, this, plat this platform right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This platform right now, y'all are my congregation. So it's my responsibility to give you the word of God. 
And if God leads me to give you a testimony, I'm going to move accordingly. How do you want me to say it? How do you want me to deliver it? Show me who it needs to be so that I can tune in on that individual. Because I want it to be, I want God to get the credit, not me. So if I'm not now able to do conferences in, in the house of God, then I'll do them right here on social media. And it's not so much about who watches, it's about who's getting it. Oh my God, hallelujah. It's not about who's watching, it's about who's getting it. And not just getting it, but applying it. Lord have mercy. So thank you. So thank you. Bless you. So um, tomorrow, day nine, 21 days, fasting, prayer, and deliverance. That's where I've been. Jehoshaphat called on a fast and prayer with Judah. They all went together and they were all on one accord. They walked together. They prayed together. And God spoke to them as a whole. He told them, set yourselves. He didn't tell Jehoshaphat, set yourself. There's an S, S-E-L-B-E-S. He says, set yourselves. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. Because God is with you. God is our GPS. God's protective services. We are in God's protective services. And you got to understand that if you are you fight for God, God will fight for you. He will redeem you. You must repent and ask for forgiveness. Because he moves accordingly to your lifestyle. He moves accordingly to your heart. He, you, he moves accordingly to your mentality. But you need God to move for you. Draw nigh to him and God will draw nigh to you. Amen. So I thank God what is overtaking you. Positive versus negative. Galatians chapter six. So thank you all for tuning in on tomorrow. We're on day nine. And I'm excited. I am truly excited. So please continue to inbox. I don't have to say your name. I'm just giving the testimony. God is getting the glory because I thank God that the people is being healed. The people are being delivered. The people are receiving words from the Lord, not me, but I am grateful and I am humbled to know what I have already known. <laughs> yes, I, I already know this. I have the spirit of discernment. I'm sorry. I know. I know I, because I know at this is, I know. And now that God has me in this uh, this this elevation, it, it it's scary. But I told God I had a dream last night. And I'll talk about that later on. But I had a dream, and I in this dream I said, Lord, I'm no longer afraid. Show me. And I was in awe. Shoot, I was like Ezekiel. He just picked me up by my head and just walked me around. <laughs> yes, Lord. So, anyway, moving on. So. Until tomorrow, if it's if it's God's will, we'll be here on tomorrow. Amen. We'll be here on tomorrow um, at 8 a.m. Um, 
listen, we're in this thing together, but I appreciate y'all praying for me. I appreciate y'all interceding with me and for me. So God, I ask you right now, Lord God, that you touch everybody that's on this live, Lord God, those who came on from the beginning and those who just came in, touch them as well, Lord God, lead them, guide them and direct them into the areas that you would have them to be, Lord God. Lord God, pick them up when they be feeling down, Lord God. Let them know that there is life. Let them know that they don't have to stay in a hopeless place, God. Let them know that you will never leave them nor forsake them, Lord God. Let them know that you are with them, Lord God. Let them know what they need to do, Lord God. Let them know where they need to be, Lord God. You lead them. You guide them, Lord God. Lord God, take the control out of my hands, and I'll put the control in your hands. And Lord God, you'll lead them where they need to be, Lord God. You be their driver, Lord God. You be their pilot, Lord God. You be their refiner, Lord God. You be their potter, Lord God. And you give them what they need, Lord God. And you show them where they're going to be, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, they shall live and not die. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I'll ask you right now to look on every troubled marriage. Lord have mercy. To look on every troubled marriage. Lord God, look on every person that's having financial difficulty right now, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, continue to create in them a clean heart and renew the right spirit with them, Lord God. Right now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord God, continue to show me what I need to give. Continue to allow me to move accordingly, Lord God. Lord God, I don't want to do anything without of you, Lord God. God, I want everything to be about you and teach them to let everything they do be about you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So that we all can teach transgressors their way and lead sinners to your salvation, God. So God, we thank you. And we bless your name. We glorify you. And Lord God, continue to cover me, continue to use me, continue to lead me, guide me, and direct and direct me on the path of righteousness, Lord God. God, don't allow me to be wise in my own eyes, but that I will acknowledge you, Lord God, that I will acknowledge you and trust you in all of your ways and lean not to my own understanding. And Lord God, I thank you and I love you on today. I bless your name. I glorify you, God. You are the Lord of Lords. You are the King of Kings. You are the great I am. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are the lily in the valley. You are Yeshua, Lord God. You are Emmanuel. You are the light of the world, Lord God. You are I am that they say that you are. So God, we thank you for being everything in our life that we need you to be. Thank you for being our comforter. Thank you for being our help, God. Thank you for being our right now present help. So, God, we love you. We bless you. We glorify you. And in the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you all. Know that I love you, but God loves you more. Amen, amen.